Rigged. 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 System for mobile and financial. This is Rigged. I'm Terry Saka. So the only real way to stop inflation from happening, remember, none of it's happened. Well, it has happened, but the big stuff hasn't even begun yet. We outlined those in numbers. We're just getting started. So the only way, though, to stop the inflation is to wait until all the printed and the stimulus money is absorbed into the system. It is out of the banking. It's moving around. It's absorbed. That's not going to happen here. Can't. Trillions has been added and more is coming. You hear what they're talking about? How many trillions upon trillions in infrastructure they want to spend? Wait till that money starts going through the communities. Trillions now. So there's only two ways the Federal Reserve can fight inflation. Number one is they can restrict the currency supply. They increase prices and the prices go up. They decrease prices and the prices go down. They can pull currency out of the market, not give credit. Not even just to say, no, sorry, you know, we can't really raise the rates, but we're not giving out loans. The problem is it's already been done. The currency is already out there. There's trillions in the system. So if there's trillions in the system, they can't pull the currency back because it's already been put out. It hasn't got into it hasn't been absorbed into the system yet. So now you, you're, you're in a pickle because you have trillions that are still needing to be absorbed and you can't pull them back till we really kind of work them through. And so you're stuck. Now, the only other way, number two, that the Federal Reserve can control the inflation is to raise interest rates. Inflation makes higher rates unattainable for individuals. You know, like in 1970 when it was 19%. It makes things too expensive like homes and automobiles. I mean, remember in 1970s, you know, created almost a mob loan level of interest. You know, 19 and then even higher depending on your credit score. It's just unsustainable today because the dollar doesn't even buy us anything. Back then you could buy a brand new car for $6,000. So, you know, it's, it, the dollar's not buying the same. Because you see in the 70s, the U.S. debt was nearly, what, $700 billion towards the end there. But today... We can go into the U.S. debt clock, and this is something to talk about. Okay, so here we go with the U.S. debt clock. Now, I'm talking the real U.S. debt clock. Okay, You can go to usdebtclock.org if you want to get an understanding of what we're looking at here with the, with the U.S. debt. But here, let's go and, and go through this now. The U.S. Now, remember, in 1970, we only had eight, seven hundred billion towards the end of the decade. And, you know, we, we were fresh into the currency system. But today, like I was explaining, it is all completely blown out. We no longer have the tax base in, in um, putting in like we did with the baby boomers, the millennials and, and all the other generations will definitely be struggling just to survive, let alone put in good taxes. Uh, I think we have over half of the country not even paying taxes already. Uh, so it's a very, very different environment because today, when you go through, this is really incredible, when you go through the U.S. debt clock, the U.S. national debt is $28 trillion and ticking. That's $85,000 per citizen, one quarter million per taxpayer. 
official U.S. federal spending. This is what we're spending officially, which that's not even a good one because it's the unofficial. That's scary. But officially, our spending right now, which is looking to increase, not decrease, is $6.7 trillion every year. Our deficit every year is $3.2 trillion. So we're spending $3 trillion more every year right now than we actually make in revenue. Now, that's pretty big. I think the actual spending is probably going to be more like $7 trillion. And, and so now we got to get into, if you say, okay, so that's just our debt, mind you. And that's why I say, you know, interest rates are going to be an, another issue because then you got to look at the budget items that we have. And remember we talked about where in the 70s, you know, we were just starting these programs and a lot of the programs anyway, you know, we were supposed to be funding Social Security. Uh, we're supposed to be funding Medicare um, through from the 70s on. And if we were properly, we would have the savings. Listen to our budget items here. Every year, we are spending $1.3 trillion a year on Medicare and Medicaid. We are spending $1.1 trillion just on Social Security. That's $2.4 trillion out of only $3 trillion in change of income. Now, remember, those two don't produce anything. Now, they were supposed to produce, as the population grew, they can draw revenue off of future taxpayers. So, basically, they're kind of kicking the can down, robbing from Peter, in, you know, the current to take care of people in the future. But the problem is the baby boomer generation was a very good, strong tax, taxing generation. Many now are not. We literally are near 50% of our population doesn't even contribute to tax. So now all of a sudden it throws that Medicare and Social Security really in jeopardy because they were supposed to take the earnings from the from the future, which the future is getting smaller and smaller in the workforce because we're outsourcing all of our jobs to other countries. That's pretty serious stuff. And we're still spending seven hundred billion on the defense. That's all we have left. Of course, with what they're doing now, demasculizing the the, the military. Um, and if they don't like that statement, I don't care. You know, you want strong people. Look, look at Russia and other countries. They're not sitting there praying in pink. They're just not. Then you have, and with that, the largest budget items. Now, remember, the budget items are tied to the population. But now, look at the population. This is where it starts to get interesting. The population now is 333 million people. Out of 333 million people, only 125,000 pay income tax. Now, in the workforce, we have estimated about 150,000. And in 2020 years ago, we had 159,000. Do you see what's going on? The official unemployment number is supposedly 9 million, but the actual is about 17, 18 million. So we have less workers today than we did in, in 2000, 20 years ago. There's no way we're keeping up with those obligations. So we're at the end of a currency cycle. We're 50 years in now. We're due for something new. 
We've literally indebted our children up to their eyeballs and backwards forever into the future. And all we have left is a military that is degrading. That's a big deal, different than 1970. Then they're creating money. It's the creation of money, which is interesting. U.S. Treasury dollars right now are $787 million. In the actual M2 supply right now, which is out there in circulation, dealing with savings accounts, everything else, you are literally looking at $20 trillion. <laughs> Think about that one. It's just slothing around. It's going to be worthless. It's going to be raining from the sky. It's going to be so worthless. That's why gold and silver are so valuable right now. This just happens to be the time. If you add up just the currency they're printing and the derivatives, which a derivative is, a, is an investment they make of that's supposedly backed up by one thing sold to a person for another, like insurance or rates or things. Silver's ran with derivatives. The whole market system has derivatives. But the point is they're fake for the most part. They're all backed up by something that's probably backed up by 10 other things. It's just very dishonest. But in the world right now, currency and derivatives, $621 trillion. We're at a quadrillion. You see, we're at the end of a cycle. And then you start going over to, you know, like trade balance. You start thinking about what's going on there because that really, really is what makes America great. That is the most important thing. And you start looking at tariffs and, and what we're doing with tariff revenue. That's nothing. It's like $66 billion. That's nothing. See, this global thing doesn't work for individual countries to remain wealthy. When you start breaking down these numbers, we are not wealthy as a nation as we used to be. So we have unbelievable obligations to take care of the people that we promised them Medicare, Social Security, other benefits. We're increasing welfare, just like the Romans did to survive, even more so on top of that, at a time when we are coming down way off the mountain. Some of our greatest generations are fully retired, drawn off the system, and the youth are a vast majority unproductive. And it's not really all their fault all the time. We haven't really given them a lot to be productive with. But these are all-time highs, all of these numbers, all-time highs. We are at the end of a cycle. This is why this time inflation is more real than you think. This is really like death to America in many ways. If they raise the rates, we're done. You see, they can't. Every quarter point, that's the only way, that was the second part of how they can control inflation is raise interest rates, but the problem is everything I just outlined to you, they can't afford to raise interest rates. Every quarter point of interest that and they raise on the interest rate adds $50 billion to the payments just on our debt. So they may play around psychologically and raise it a, a point or two briefly, but believe me, it's costing a significant amount of interest payment increases. We can't afford that. Most of our bonds are short-term bonds, too. 
It's like they're planning for the implosion of our currency to usher in a new system. It's literally when you connect the dots, it almost makes sense. Because the service debt goes up huge by trillions when you raise these rates to service the debt. When you have trillions and trillions out there, can you imagine paying interest on that? And when you raise interest by half a point, can you imagine you do the numbers on that, how much that increases your debt? It will absolutely outpace our ability to pay. And that's really where we're at right now. Now, in the seven stages of an empire, we've already gone through six of them uh, to where an empire collapses. The last one is where uh, there was a total loss of faith in the the country's currency. And once that happens, the the typical empire usually collapses. Now, we haven't had that quite yet. I think the dollar still has that that value out there. Um, But you can see with everything we just outlined that this time it's irreversible. Something new has to happen. This is the end of our current financial system. And I don't think we're going to like what's coming. The bottom line, it's going to be a central bank digital currency that we will get into in future programs in more detail. But the central bank digital currency at the end of the day will say there's no cash, no currency out there, paper. It's all digital. So if we don't like you, we can control you. We can turn off your money. They even want to put expiration dates on the money. Think of that. Don't forget sticking a $50 bill in your mattress. They'll expire it on you. They will literally know everything. The who, the what, the where, the when, the why, the how. We will be monitored by Gestapo Nazi and we will be slaves. And you see already what they do politically. Look at how egregious to our Constitution they were with President Trump unbelievable breach of all ethics, all tradition. They don't care. Communists don't care. You don't go and raid a lawyer. What about confidentiality? They, they were spying on America. They spied on a political campaign. They spied on a president. They spied on a president's lawyer. That's not good morally. <laughs> That's not a republic, a rule of law, not even close. Uh-oh. Wait until our agencies turn into internals, like even though they're not supposed to technically, FBI runs the internal, CIA runs the external. Wait till, well, they're running it all now. We all know they are through the interact, internet, inter, interactive internet activities program where they're mind controlling people. Wait until they turn on you because you're not one of those. You don't, you don't take the blue pill. It's red pill, blue pill time, America. Which pill are you taking? They're going to judge every single thing we do if we once we go digital. And if you don't think it's going to get even worse, that's why we better be very cautious letting it happen. And here's why. All of a sudden, one day you get a speeding ticket, you go 10 over the speed limit, and then they can pull up because everything's digital into the system and realize that you drank three cups of coffee that day. I'm sorry, sir. Your insurance company calls you up now. I'm sorry, sir, you, you drank three cups of coffee that day and you, you now got a speeding infraction. And so therefore, you either have to reduce your coffee intake or we are going to reduce your insurance. Can you see the control? Look what they're doing now. Um, you can't enter into our facility or you can't work for us unless you take the jab of some completely experimental genetic modification <laughs> shot that no one knows 
anything about the consequences because it's they, this is raw technology of gene modification, totally creepy, especially when you throw in S-spike protein, which makes us become pathogen creators. Doesn't sound good, does it? To me, the dots just, when you connect them, it just screams. Why gold and silver are so valuable? Why tangible assets? Why being debt-free? Why working towards something? Because we are getting ready to experience a time in history we have not seen for well over 50 years. And many will not understand when it hits them, but they sure are going to feel the pain. And my goal is we can reduce that pain by as many people as possible. If we get the word out, stop the insane policy and get back to strong investing right now with tangibles instead of chasing the system into the sky and then being one of the cattle that can't get through the gate. 10,000 cattle, one gate, go. Thank you for tuning in. For those that that caught the last episode, this is a multi-episode program. I really encourage you to to make sure you go to Rigged Against You, spread the word, uh, because this series is going to be a great series of understanding why this time is different. God bless each and every one of you. I can't wait to explore the digital realm and uh, get into that. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, Only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals, and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888-747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com.